All right, good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Little Fuel Show. So today, this evening, whenever you're listening to it, I'm catching up with another new guest co-host. Seven years running, I love talking to new people. Apparently, our planet has a lot of them. So I want to give a quick shout-out to the Interview Valet team because there's only a couple of these agencies, as I like to call them, that still are sending me quality people. And I still greatly appreciate it because when I started this show, I had to hunt everybody down myself, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> so we have... I'm going to go with young lady because I just like that. You know, my wife taught me well. And she's coming on. We're going to talk maybe about living a richer life, uh, maybe spreading wealth. And wealth can be defined in many different ways. Uh, but we're going to have more of a business theme show today. But as you guys know, we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle for the newer listeners. So all of these things do come into alignment. And she's all about helping people live richer and lives as a result of becoming their best selves. I mean, wouldn't we all want to achieve that? So she's a best-selling author. She's a speaker, master business coach. I want to get into that. I want to master it. I love that. She's very successful, I'm guessing, in what she does. So, uh, But self-made millionaire by the age of 31 people. She might have a clue, so tune in and listen. So without further ado, Melissa Hughes, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Scott. I love being here. I appreciate being here, and I can't wait to get this conversation started. So we were just joking around before the show about the uh, the cold, you know, the winter. And, yes. and you and I both just got done traveling, but in different ways. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> we can attain that to, or atone that to maybe, let's say, those lifestyle successes, uh, being yeah. able to afford the, uh, I like to call it a trifecta. I'm actually, let, let's, let's start with the trifecta. My trifecta is the freedom trifecta, and uh, it's time freedom, location freedom and financial freedom. What are your thoughts on that? I love it. I mean, I always talk about being time rich and profitable. So it totally you know, isn't a lot. You got your own. Okay. I do have my own. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I might borrow that once in a while. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> and you feel free to borrow mine. So, absolutely. Absolutely. so you just got back it. from Brazil. Yes. And I just got back from Wyoming. <laughs> Doesn't sound as exciting, but for me, it was exciting. Uh, may I ask what you were doing down there? Well, my birthday month is February. And so my uh, husband and my daughter are like, hey, we're going to take you to Rio, you know, for that birthday month. And it happens to be when Carnival is as well. So that yes. was cool. But yeah, that's why I was there, just being with some family, you know, enjoying the rays, you know, as it was storming and ice storming where I, where I live. <laughs> I was very thankful for that, by the way. So, you know, uh, with the Wyoming, I get it because I actually, my daughter's seven, just started her ski lessons. So ah. I had another six weeks of ski lessons. I was ready for Brazil. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, so fun segue. I spent 12 years uh, coaching ski racing here oh. at, at a local mountain in northeastern Pennsylvania a long time ago. So I've been around the instructional process or yes. as i like to uh say herding cats on two sticks because, <laughs> you know because i didn't work with snowboarders not not that there's anything wrong with that so oh, sure. <laughs> we well, did have a so we did have a snowboard race team too so okay cool um so so congrats to her it is a process be patient uh don't give up because it is fun and it is. it's how my wife and i like to choose what we do with our lifestyle successes, our financial successes. We're both business owners. So it's fun to say, hey, let's get on a plane. Let's go somewhere that is opposite of Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully we get a bunch of snow dumped on us and we have the best week ever. And we did. We did. It was Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And we also went to Grand Targhee. And we got to stay at a uh, one of her colleagues' uh, cabins over in Idaho, and it was a wonderful trip. And we had probably about two feet of fresh snow over the week, no ice, as you were saying, or freezing rain, or basically what I get here in Pennsylvania this season, which is pretty awful. <laughs> yeah. Pennsylvania offers a lot of ice. <laughs> so, yeah, you should tell her. Nice. You should tell her that uh, learning to ski in Pennsylvania will make you an excellent skier because you have to learn to ski on man-made ice with our snowmaking. So if you can ski here, you You can can ski ski anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But that being said, uh, travel, you know, that's a piece. That's a piece. It's it's not a key word in the trifectas that we're discussing, but it's, I think, a true symbolic meaning for how to follow through 
on your freedom goals? Like how you know, you're setting up those rewards or those reminders of why you work so hard. What are your thoughts on that? Just travel in general. Yeah, I love travel um, so much. So our daughter, who is seven years old, she's already been to like 16 countries so far. Oh, wow. You're oh, whooping love. my butt. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, look, we talk, we talk about travel now. We're talking about travel. That is amazing. Yeah, it is so amazing. And people would tell us, oh, well, she's not going to remember anything and all this other stuff. And you know what? She does remember a lot, by the way, at seven. And it's in her DNA. I wasn't caring if she remembered everything per se, but to have that travel experience, learning cultures, places, you know, that being in her DNA, I wanted to be that we took a stand before we, our intention for her was, was a global citizen. Hmm. So before she arrived, that was part of our com- commitment to support her in being the best. I give like her this experience. global citizen. I like yes, that. There's yes. actually, uh, my brother-in-law's connected with the people who run, I think it's called like global citizen. It's like a big concert thing. Oh, okay. Um, that's just funny. Those, those key words rang true to me. Uh, but yeah. I, I love the symbolic de- definition behind that because we are technically all we are the same people, different colors yeah. and races and, and right. ethnic backgrounds and different origins, but why not experience everything and everyone yeah. from all parts of the world? I love the fact you're getting it in young. Uh, my oh, friend, yeah. Jennifer, well, our friend Jennifer, my wife and my friends, Jennifer, she's also my number one client. Uh, has, her son's eight now. Yeah. And she's made it a mission that if she's doing any business trips that could be fun, he went along. Like she was taking him when he was a baby. Like that's that the, yeah, that's a yeah. hustling entrepreneur right there. She goes, nope, he's going with me wherever we go. And yeah. that kid has been to numerous countries and, and pretty much been all over this country. So he's already way ahead of the curve whether he realizes it or not. <laughs> right. Right. And this is just their life now. You know what I mean? Like this is not new to them. They just are used to experiencing those different things. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, we remember that uh, I had to remember that this was our intention because I'm six years old. We're like, we want to do for your birthday. Of course, like I didn't have the lifestyle she has. She's like, I want to go to Paris. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. Like we're looking at each other like, okay. um, uh, uh. But she literally had, we like, why? Well, I, I studied the Eiffel Tower. I want to go see it. I want to experience it. So we made it happen. But I mean, that was part of freedom, you know, and then the next year was Atlanta. So we were like, okay, <laughs> she's a balanced kid. Interesting flip. Uh, yes. <laughs> It's funny because I've not been to that many countries yet. Um, before I met my wife, after I finished doing the crazy wildland firefighting thing after my corporate life and uh, wrote the book and stuff like that. But before I wrote the book, I, I did go to Ireland after my rookie year of firefighting. I was, and actually it's funny, I was a firefighter at 30 and 31, 32. So in that realm when you became the millionaire, I was being a, a very poorly paid federal employee. <laughs> fighting mountain fires. Uh, But I went and backpacked Ireland. I wanted to slow down the experience, really enjoy the culture and everything about it because I was older at that time. I mean, I still feel like the 30s were young. I'll be 46 this year, so it is what it is. And now I'm finally, you know, thanks to the meeting my wife, uh, we actually did a a business trip vacation a few years back to South Africa. And because she's an equine horse veterinarian doctor. And so she found she needed to get her CEU credits. And she's like, well, there's a conference in South Africa. We can go on safari and then I could write it off as a business expense. And I was like, well, that's genius. Let's (laughs) let's do that. (laughs) I go to South Africa in April, actually, for a conference. Have you been there before? No, this will be my first time. Cape Town, Cape Town. Yep, I, yep. We were in Cape Town, and luckily enough, one of the girls she went to college with, uh, her great grandmother, is I don't know. They had a flat. Uh, oh, nice. They they had money, uh, <laughs> and they let us just stay in the flat because it wasn't that time of year when they were there. And I said, Oh, yes, okay. yes. Um, and it was gorgeous. It's outside Damn. of Cape Town. I think it was like Cliff something, Cliffside, Clifton, whatever. There's all these homes just built into the cliffs. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, it was a wake up call. Uh, but also it was like, okay, that's not necessarily in my goals list, but wow, how cool would it be to just do stuff like that years later? And this is probably five, six years ago now. Um, so that's the other fun of travel is you get to see things that you normally wouldn't see. And then it makes you think like, okay, do I want that? Even if I don't want that, it makes me work hard to want to be able to have that. Even if I don't have to. 
Does that make sense? Well, even more so, yeah. And it makes sense because I actually would take my clients on these international retreats. And the reason that even started was because like when I went to Bali for the first time, like I don't share the same religion as the Balinese folks do, but I've never seen such grateful people. Like that gratitude is off the Mm. charts in Bali. Would you say out of all the places you've been, is that one of the top ones still? For gratitude, yeah. yes. I have different places for different reasons. So Bali was gratitude. It was like a whole spiritual element there. So I like took so after I had that experience, I was inspired mm. to take my clients there to say how to leverage intuition in your business and your life. When I went to Dubai for the first time, which was on my bucket list before then, but I went there and I was like, wow. Like I'm like, I'm not thinking big enough. Not the like, air <laughs> the airport alone in Dubai, because we connected oh, we connected through there to go down to South Africa. And I was like, Oh yeah. my God. Oh yeah, it's a situation. That airport sure. is at another level. I mean, totally. It's Everything like a city, <laughs> but an airport. <laughs> but an airport, right, 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 right. <laughs> so that was great. So I took them to like there. I was like, you know, I themed it making the impossible totally doable mm-hmm. because I remember when I went there, I was so excited. I was talking to this guy, and he was like, you know, this is the perfect time that you came here because this is literally sand. And everything that you see, they built on top of this land that was really sand. And it's been like so many different things, right? And Mm -hmm. so I was like, I was inspired to be like, oh my gosh, let's do a retreat on, let's make something, you know, make them possible, totally doable. So these different countries, based on my experience, I get like inspired and it kind of resonates with me. And I'm like, okay, what can I do? If I think it's significant enough, I want to take my clients to these different places in the world and really show them, give them an experience, get outside of their comfort zones and really expand their minds and their experiences. Was that always in the business plan or did that kind of become, I, I love pausing on these like epiphanies because um, yeah. I feel like it wasn't always in the business plan, but then all of a sudden it started clicking and you're like, whoa, this would be unique. It would be cool. It would help yeah. your, your, your brand set itself out. I'm a big marketing guy. So I'm like, Ooh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. how to separate your brand from others. Why are you doing things differently? Right. So it wasn't in the plan because I always loved to travel. That was just me breathing, really. Like my family originally from Jamaica. I was born here. But um, so I'm used to like being in different countries, cultures and stuff like that. So but my friends and my colleagues would say, man, you really need to take people out. Like you really need to. They're like, you do this. We don't know anyone that does this, especially not the way that you travel. And it really was because they were just I was breathing and they were noticing how I breathe. like, why don't you breathe that over here? Like offer that to the world. And that's how it came about. I would say it's like probably 10 years into my business before I started offering that. I mean, that's, let's pause on that. I mean, 10 years, a lot can happen in 10 years. Yeah, a lot can happen in 10 years. That's true. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of other backstories there, but would you say, and I I love, that's a piece of business, right? Not everybody has to become an entrepreneur. I've said this before on the show. Some do, some don't, but 10 years. I mean, would you say that was one of the top three most significant shifts in that time? Um, you know what? Probably, I, I think the biggest shift was me being a founder of a movement. That was a big shift. Okay. Um, and that was birthed after I went to Dubai. So like, these are like, these are all inputs to the evolution of my business. Right. Gotcha. Um, but I would say that being able to embrace, because it's like kind of like when people see you as you are, but you're like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it's it's normal for me. I I, I you know really? I I'm, I'm going to travel regardless. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but for them to like have that and that input, and then people like asking me, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know. And I think if there was there was another. I did a I did a party when I turned like my um, 40th birthday. I celebrate the month at a time, right? So that's a February that time. It was Miami. And I had a big party. I I've had been a there many times. That's yep. a party. That's my, a party yeah. in itself. <laughs> it totally is a party in itself. And people had a fun. I invited my clients, my friends, and my family. Like we were like the melting pot here and the mansions and all that stuff, right? And people gave me all this credit, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then my family knew the truth. They're like, it's about damn time you had a yacht party. You've been talking about that for at least 10 years now. <laughs> it, like, the okay. yacht party thing, I finally understand what that is. Uh we don't watch a lot of television, you know, right, because right. that's that's another secret to becoming successful yes. is don't watch the negative news networks unless you're being interviewed on them. Uh, and then like, like you've been done <laughs> or, uh, you know, just just find out better ways to use your time. But yeah. I will say uh, when we were flying back, my wife got hooked on it's another one of those reality things. But it's like pe- the people who work on the yachts, it's like oh, okay. something 
I don't know, under the deck. I don't know. People, oh, people are going to listen to this show and they're going to be like, Scott, say it right. It's under the, de- I don't know. Maybe it's under the deck. I don't know. But it's like, this camera's just following everybody around about what happens from behind the scenes while they're getting the boat ready for the, your, your, the bougie parties. And, yes, yes, And yes. people who like rent it for like a three, four day weekend and all these right, things. And, right, right, And it's hilarious because like the average tip at the end of the excursion and it could only be like sometimes only five, six people, like a family. Um, so I'm intrigued to hear what yours were like, but it's like, yeah, they just hand over an envelope with $20,000 cash in it, which is the tip, and it's divided up amongst the crew. So the average crew member, and it depends if it's the Australian chapter or the U.S., whatever, but it's like yeah. ranging in U.S. dollars between 1000 to $2,000 per person for the, for the staff, and that's just the tip. And I was like, okay. So that, I was like, that boat ride had to be 100 k <laughs> if that's yeah, the they are expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's, it's, I mean, you know, I mean, it's all relative, but yeah. you know, but it's an experience though. I mean, like when you're on the boat, you're dancing, food's flowing. And that's what you're paying flowing, for, right? And that's it's, it's literally legitimately the experience. And I think I put a lot of, um, my investments do go into experiences a lot, especially my family, I like creating that. memories. Um, you know, when we were in Brazil and we we're like hanging around in bed and I'm like, like my iPads, all of a sudden we're seeing all these movies. When we're in St. Lucia and my daughter's there when she was taking her first steps in Grand Cayman, you know, like all these things. And I'm just like, wow, this yeah. is really a rich life to be able to share these experiences. So part of the richness, because again, that word, because I, I I put this in my book because I, it was my chance to be completely transparent and show vulnerability and what I've learned over the years and I continue to keep learning. But I had a real problem with money. Basically, I sucked at it. Uh, but, and I have no problem sharing that now because of the growth of right. meeting someone like my wife who did understand money and my family didn't have a lot and her family did have a lot. And when right. I, you know, I was one of those classic younger, I don't want to say poor mindsets, but maybe you can correct me when I'm done saying this. It was like, oh, those rich people don't understand that. And then when I met my wife and her family, her family, like her great-grandfather built a commercial construction business out of his garage back in the early 1900s, you know? And it's like, yeah. and yeah, now granted, her brother and her cousin run, like, he, he just bought himself a Lamborghini, you know? It's yes. like, the, the business is doing well. Right, legacy. But it, it had to start somewhere. Yeah, the legacy, absolutely. And, absolutely. That, and I think that's part of it too, is like, I just didn't, I wasn't able to see that. I couldn't get out of my own way. And I didn't realize, like, dude, that wealth came from hard work. You, too, can achieve that yes. hard work. If anything, in the modern era, 2023, as we're recording this, we have the potential to earn that wealth even faster yes. thanks to, to the exactly. advancements in technology. What, what are absolutely. your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. It's not the same. Like, you know, like he did. He, he did construction from this garage, yeah. right? You can open a channel and be an influencer and like get enough people to send you stuff and to advertise it online. Now, mind you, regardless of what it is, it's still business. So you have to have consistency. You do need to treat it like a real business. But the opportunities are endless before, even from being an author or being on TV, that used to be something you had to go through like the gatekeepers. Yeah. Like you had to go through the major publishers to even get a book oh, out there. Like I self-published. Like, I self-published right? on Amazon. Because <laughs> my editor, my editor and publisher, she goes, just do that. Yeah. And then as soon as I published my book, she goes, oh, hey, by the way, I'm launching an actual publishing company now because yours yours, and her other clients did so well yes. because she loves promoting that because I didn't care if I was picked up by a major publisher. I, right. I, I actually started a charity and all the proceeds from my book benefit the charity. So I, it was oh, just, that yeah. was, you said legacy multiple times during this show and it just makes me happy because it took me six, seven years of podcasting to finally click and switch the mindset of legacy. Like, okay, what is the legacy we're leaving behind? And we don't have kids like you do, but it doesn't matter. The legacy can apply to the footprint on the planet. Right. Absolutely. And and that's why I was looking forward to tonight's podcast. I'm like, oh, we're going to, we're going to wrap it out, man. This is gonna be great. (laughs) If we do nothing else and just talk about legacy, it is such, like when, when your brain, when did, when did you start thinking about that term, that concept, this legacy messaging, it, it, how many, right. was it a long time ago? Was it during that first 10 years? When did you get that flip of the switch? No, you know, it wasn't like, I, I definitely was very mission and purpose driven for, for a while, right? But the legacy came in really when my daughter was born. Okay. I, had her, I had her 42 years old, okay? okay? So 
that's when I had her. Congrats. And I was like, yeah. okay, this, this this got real. This is got yeah. like that whole because I was like older and I experienced a full life and been in business for a while. And then when she came, I felt like there was like a trap door that I didn't even know <laughs> like a whole dimension of life opened up. And it's like, okay, now these decisions are different because I'm looking to make sure that and we're good, but I want to make sure that the generations that I don't meet are good too. And so that's what a legacy conversation looks like. And legacy also, like you're to your point with being in good shape. I had her at an older age. So I'm like, my fitness, why am I able to stay in shape and do this training stuff and really be mindful of my weight? When I look at food, I'm like, is this going to support me in getting closer to the grandkids mm. or is this not? Well, that's a big part of my branding, right? Is I, I put it on my mugs, right? Fuel up, yeah, fuel you know, up, for, the, for the fuel. It's like, right. what are you fueling up? you it's the body the mind the spirit everything that we allow into us is going to manifest within us and then hopefully come outward in a positive way i'm not some yogi i've never been to bali i don't but it's like this is years (laughs) of personal and professional development yes and meeting wonderful people like yourself and it's like dude we have to flip the switch we have and again people hearing this let's pause for them it's gonna be like, what? How do you def- how do you help them find the patience? Because again, you're you're kind of at a different level. You're you're helping people build six seven figure businesses, but at that level, they're still in patience, right? Well, I mean, I, patience is a journey. Like yeah. I think life teaches you patience. I don't teach myself patience. Life teaches me patience. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna keep hustling until <laughs> until the universe or whatever says smack. Uh, okay, dude. Can, can you, right. let me remind you that there's some patience in the process. <laughs> well, and then also grace and ease. So while I'm not all about the hustle per se, cause I like that steady flow, steady mm-hmm. as you go, build it solid and then keep your pace up there. I do like to do things with grace and ease. And so that creates a mindset that I have to take on because if things start getting too much anxiety, too much, I always think there's always limitless possibilities. So I say, what does it need to look like for me to do this with grace and ease? Then I get those answers as opposed to just assuming that I have to like burn the fuel as opposed to being fueled, you know, but legacy, I will tell you another instance last year, my grandfather um, was 98 passed away. And my grandmother was 96 passed away. They were married for 76 years. Impressive. Yes. 90s. And he stopped doing his own finances like three weeks before he passed away because he fell. And then he's like, you know what, God, I'm ready. Like he just, he just decided he was ready to go. Like he, he like before then his biggest concern was if his suit looked good. Like that's what his biggest concern That's a good was. problem to have. It was a good problem yeah. to have great shape the whole nine. And I do and love that generation, by the way, because yeah. they take the suit thing very it's seriously. Very yeah. serious, right? Yeah. The Sunday best or whatever oh, it is. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. The, you want to look for the definition of dapper. Yes. Look I, at I, the I don't, I've not seen photos of him, but I'm like, yeah, totally. I bet I bet he was dialed in. <laughs> dialed all the way in. You know, 90, 98 years, you get to dial in over time, right? Yeah. So, so you know, um, he was my first entrepreneur that I ever met. Mm. And my grandmother was the most spiritual person I ever met. So even though my family's originally from Jamaica, I was born here, but my mother, who was here and ended up being a single mom after a while, sent me to Jamaica for the summertime. So I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. Oh, so you got and that you got that extra cultural crossover. I got that. Nice. Yes, nice. totally. And I got to be at his store, you know, when he's, you know, taking care of the, the clients that come into the store. I was gonna say what kind of business did he have down there? He had a he had a store. He had a storefront. He actually, um, interestingly enough, he didn't finish school because there was a really mean teacher and he made a decision not, which was the only regret he had. But he sent all nine of his kids to be doctors and lawyers and all that. But as a result, he started doing his own business. Like he started with the animals, sold cows and all that. Then he identified a problem in the in the city, in the village, right? Mm-hmm. People had to travel really far to get basic goods and, and um, clothing and things like that. So he said, you know what? I'll do that. I'm going to go to the Kingston's of the world, the Montego Bay's of the world, and I'm going to bring it back to this particular city. Smart and I'm back So he's being of service. Yeah. He was being of service, making it easy. And that store was what really pivoted him and catapulted him to being a very successful businessman along with some other people in the in the community as well. Well, what is the basic definition of an entrepreneur? It's you, you find a problem. Find a problem and create a solution. You can fix yeah. it or solve it. Yeah. And can you do it for money? Because that's yeah. technically like, that was part of my problem Bottom years line. ago too. It's like, I'm helping people. You should make money doing it. It's don't Absolutely. feel bad about asking to get paid. <laughs> Never feel bad about that. Yeah. Or, else you're, or else you're just doing a hobby. 
Right. And we want you to be sustainable, especially the good folks out there. I want to make that's part of my mission. Like I want the givers of the world to be wealthy because it's already their DNA to be a giver. Like just couple that with money and they're going to make some pretty awesome decisions that had nothing to do with me since that they were naturally like that. I want them to have the money in their hands. That was that was kind of my wake up call, too. It's funny you mentioned that about giving and everything, too, because. Oh, I'm looking over at my other library over here. Uh, Michael McCallowitz, writer of the Profit First books for entrepreneurs. Yes. And yes. well, and many other books, but he's been on the show a couple of times. I've been on his show over the years. And just learning that importance as an entrepreneur to pay yourself first. Don't don't just, oh, I got to pay my bills. And then all of a sudden there's nothing left. And then you lose the passion. Like you have to reward yourself. So I love that protocol. And then uh, years ago, I started going out to like California uh, for the, you ever hear of Cole Hatter? Cole Hatter. Cole Hatter. He's a big real estate guy out in Southern California, but he's also a big entrepreneurial spirited person. And he he's very into his church and balance and giving. Uh, He's actually building orphanages down in Mexico with his financial success and his free time. So his whole brand was Thrive, Make Money Matter was his event. It was a big entrepreneurial event. So I went for like five years to that and they retired. It was time for it to shift and change into something differently. They have a whole mastermind now. But that point of Thrive, Make Money Matter. And then plugging that into Profit First methodology and a different way of doing my bookkeeping years ago. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to start hard coding into my business success that, you know, in the beginning it was 3 to 5% of all gross income has to go into a special account that I'll, I will use for charitable purposes. This is before I even right. created my own charity. And right. then, That's awesome. Yeah, and I was like, okay, because what, what's in religion, they call it, a, is it tithing? Tithing, tithing, yes. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, okay, great, I'm, I'm doing that. And, right. and then, and then years later I decided to write the book and then I decided to launch my own charity. Cause then I know where the funds are going and right. I can more directly impact the projects. Yes. And I still do that to this day. I mean, basically my company fuels the foundation. That's why it's called fuel foundation too. And it's like, yes. ding, ding, you know, you got, you got legacy, you got yeah. giving. And right. then as my success grows because it's percentage based, then the charity grows with it. And I was and like, everybody wins. right. Everybody wins. We end up doing a foundation honor my grandparents as well. Awesome. Radic- um, po- uh, de- generational poverty through educating students and getting them to high school, paying for high school and college for that. Okay. And okay. down in Jamaica? or Yeah, down in Jamaica. Sweet. And I mean, yep, down in Jamaica, we're gonna, we're, we actually have already started it and things of that nature. But it was based on my grandfather's regret that he didn't finish school. But he was so, he also valued education that all nine of his kids hmm. got, were, like I said, doctors, attorneys, um, accountants, like everyone's a professional. And so we wanted to continue that in order to honor them. Yeah. You know, they told me legacy was also when I found out my, my grandmother passed like four months, what, five months, five months and six days after my grandfather. Well, someone called me that day and they were, you know, I was kind of distraught, but they, this is like totally changed my life. They gave me this this poem, and it was, um, I think it's Dwight Eisenhower, I think, but it was like, a man has two deaths. One when they take their last breath, and one was the last time someone says their name. Ooh. And as uh, a result legacy. of that call, okay. that's legacy. As a result uh, of that call, in that moment where I was like, totally breaking down, right? That changed the trajectory of how I kind of transmuted my emotions to know they can live forever. Yeah. We're going to have this foundation. We're going to leverage what they've done, all the great things that they've done in, while they were here, and we're going to keep it going. And that'll therefore, they can live through forever through the foundation. So that's that. also legacy, right? I'm a grandchild. So it's named, it, the foundation is named after your grandparents? Uh, yes, after the yep, okay. uh, Albert and Pearl Benjamin Foundation, yes. Wonderful. Yeah, so yeah, just yeah, gave yeah. me chills. That was nice. Yeah, awesome. Like that. Legacy is amazing. That's why I love about doing this. It's like because oh, I love meeting people who just when you have those clicks, yes, it's those little sparks. Yeah, and that's but it's, you're at that level in life that the spark is meant to go bigger and brighter than just you, and, and that's what you're doing. Right. Yeah, you're lighting the fire for what, others. And you know what? You know how we get to light this fire for the people that are like, you're doing great. You know, Scott's doing amazing. Melissa's doing great. <laughs> Guess what? You have to go through stuff. Like, like, yeah, I go through a lot of stuff. <laughs> you go through a lot of stuff. Like, like, it's like the, the 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 breakdowns and the break you end up being the breakthroughs, the tragedies end up being the transformations. Like I found when I serve giants, oftentimes they are amazing givers, amazing servant leaders, but they've been through so much crap. Yeah. 
to position them to be where they are today. You know, so that's a really interesting thing about how giants come to be as well. I like where let's pause on the giants because besides the fact that it is a football team and I am a fan, <laughs> but uh, that aside, no, seriously, I've been the few, the different masterminds that I've, I've been honored enough to participate in. Uh, I always take something positive away. And then I hear on other podcasts, cause I listen to other podcasts. And I love, I was, I forget whose show I was just listening to. Now I feel bad, but they, they hit on it. They said, you ever notice that when you meet truly, truly successful people, multimillionaire, especially multi-billionaires, the genuine ones, they don't sit there and brag. They no. don't sit there like, oh, here's my latest success, that or anything else. More often than not, if they're all, you know, let's say you're just chilling, having a drink or socializing, they start talking about their biggest challenges or right. their biggest failures. Yeah. And that, that's where the, that, the those the nuggets of knowledge are coming. Oh, out, absolutely. Right? That's what you want to learn about for sure. And I love that. That we, that, you know, we, I mean, I think it's the most important thing to hear. People want to know about all the successes, yeah. but the gold is in, how did you overcome the breakdowns? How did you bounce back? Like, yeah. it's not like I don't fall down. It's just that my bounce back is fierce. Or, or let's pause on that. Bounce back or bounce forward. I learned oh, that yeah, from a great forward. coach because he's like, Scott, absolutely. what if this is a while back? I, I, I shut a different business down. He goes, Scott, he's like, you didn't fail. It's just that yeah. business didn't click. It didn't make sense. Bounce forward. He's like, you're not, you're not going to reignite that fire. He's like, let that thing fizzle out. Cause now you get yeah. to take all that fuel, all that new knowledge, all that expertise and pump it into something new, bigger and better. And obviously it did. And I was like, right. Oh, that's that bouncing forward. Sometimes bouncing you don't want to bounce back. So. No, well, that's true. And my thing is, is that you're, you're in a different space. So it's not never really a failure. It's yeah. an input it's information. What do you do with it now? But it creates so much more resilience. Mm. You know, the fact that, okay, you started a business, you got it this far, it didn't work out, but guess what? You started a business, you got it this far. The next opportunity, you're bringing that and then some. Yeah. So it's like that creates confidence, it creates momentum. I think the worst thing we could ever do is to die with dreams unfulfilled because of the what a shoulda, coulda, you know, all those things, right? The worst thing you can do is go for it. Like go for it because you're either gonna, it's like get on the skinny branch. You're either gonna fly or you're gonna learn the lesson. Yep. That's either, either way, but you never lose. That's like a skinny branch. Point. I like that. <laughs> You've been on a skinny branch before. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, when I had my childhood, you. you're climbing trees and you don't realize that that branch has not grown strong enough to support your your adventurous little butt. And That's right. That's right. I didn't break so, a bone. Well, I learned I learned a lot from that experience. You learned a lot from the skinny branch. <laughs> Might have been a pain for a few days. Um, but let, let's translate that into the adult years, these, these yeah. professional growth opportunities. So let's pause on that, though, because... You know, we're talking about where you're at now and, and all this amazing success and what you will do for the family. And, and we got to at least slide something in there. Like, what was one of your biggest, like, oops, you know, yeah. that, that got you to where your success is today? Right. I would say that, you know, I had a very successful life in corporate America. Mm -hmm. But one day I was at this hotel, really nice hotel, looking outside the window. And I was like, this can't be what life is all about. Like, this can't be my forever after. It's like I thought I thought that the more bonuses, the more salary I'd get was the more freedom I'd get. And it was like titanium handcuffs. Like it was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So I couldn't even take advantage of what was outside because on these conference calls, business lines, putting out fires. I didn't even like all the people I was working with. It was just a mess. Right. And I remember in that day, it was like something saying, you know, there is more. There's another way. Right. And I've heard it before. Like this intuition thing is so real. Um, but I'm a thorough learner. And on that day, I was so fed up that I was like, you know what? I don't know what that even looks like. But I know that right now I'm working all these long hours. The people that I love, they're on the back burner. All my energy has been given to this corporation. Uh -huh. Not making it wrong. That was just my life at the time. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to freaking figure out this other way because I know what this looks like. And, you know, and I did. And, I, and it took a lot of introspection, a lot of investments and in understanding, well, what's that next thing for me? And, you know, it, it, it took time. It wasn't an overnight situation, but I'm now in a position where I get to do what I want with who I want and how I want. Like the freedom is real. And there were actually, you know, when I did my millionaire 31, well, I remember one night when I first started that business, I didn't even think I was going to be able to cover payroll. That's scary. And that's like the worst thing in, I mean, 
that was like the worst thing in my life at that time because people actually worked the money. <laughs> it was just like Thursday and Friday in that bank account did not look right at all. Mm. And it was my first time ever having that experience. And I was living in a different state than my mom. And, and so my mom called me that night. She felt like uh, she must have felt something because she called my grandmother. These ladies prayed for me on the call. Like they didn't let me go. Because I feel like I wouldn't even be here to speak to you because I was so distraught. I felt like I'd rather die than face these people and tell them that I can't pay them for money that they already worked. And they have their families and commitments. So they prayed for me that night. That morning, I'm going to my spa, boutique day spa. And there's a guy there waiting on me to give me a check for his wife. I had my spa had a membership tied to it. Mm -hmm. He wanted to join, like have his wife be a member at the spa. Nice. Yeah, covered my difference in payroll and also supplies. So it's really at that time where I realized like, makes you know, me think I, of the law of attraction. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. It's like, like, I mean, seriously, I mean, I really feel like in that moment I had to truly give credit to spirituality mm-hmm. because I, you know, that Thursday didn't just start that. I was working my butt off. I was trying all the things, like all my might to get this done, to get the money in and all that stuff. And it just didn't work out in the way that all my efforts, Mm. these ladies praying for me, me walking there and like just things opening up. That was amazing. I was like, I have to just give their credit to a higher power because like I knew this was not me. I'm tired. (laughs) And yet I made it through that. And so I feel like that's another part of pivotal times in my life when I talk about even in business, a level of spirituality, because that faith. I mean, we all get to cheat when we're like over 35. Like, because most of us shouldn't have been here anyway by now. <laughs> True. We are living longer than uh, our species did in the past. So, right. So, we make it through stuff, right? And so, I feel like for me, these are like the things that I do share with people because of like, that's my truth. Yes, I've been smart, I've been successful in business, but actually, that spiritual element also has been a, 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 a ability for me to leverage that when I'm in times of uncertainty. I can still choose powerfully, intuitively with the data, but intuitively as well, because I know how to listen hmm. to my intuition. And I'm not saying this because I read a book, because I'm like a thorough learner. So a lot of things I talk and teach about is not because I read the book, because I personally learned it thoroughly. That yeah. <laughs> this is really a good way to consider living life a lot easier, making loving. I think a lot of people hearing this too, they they need to be reminded because I'm I'm thinking about it for, even for myself years ago, where it's like. You do eventually reach a point, especially if you're a thorough studier or knowledge knowledge searcher. It's like you know enough, right? Like if if you put in the reps, as I like to say, you know, like going to the gym, you put in those reps and you've absorbed, you've tested, you've you've worked, maybe even started working with some people or businesses, whatever your whatever your project or your business is going to be. Eventually, you know enough where it's like back to your earlier point. Got to take the risk. Gotta take the risk. It, or else you're just gonna always wonder. Right. And again, mm-hmm. now to your point, uh, like did you did your your whole process that start off as a side hustle as you're trying to work through in the beginning? Like a lot of us are? Um, or did you dive all in? No, it was it was I was working full time and I started into consulting and then I started into coaching. Right. So it was a transition. Yeah. So you right. started putting in the reps, right? Right. Absolutely. Building, Absolutely. building, and then yes. And where a lot, I, I didn't do this, but some people do dive head first in, which and I was like, okay, I, I could have just kept it going as a side hustle at the beginning, but I drove all in. Um, oh, yeah, I was saying that to be a millionaire by 31, that I went all in on that. Yeah. Now, for what I do right now, I actually, I allowed my, my business to buy myself out of the job. Nice. And then I allowed my coaching to buy myself out of my larger consulting contracts. So that's kind of how like, you know, the lazy me works, right? Like, okay, uh, if you want to work less, have this buy yourself out of that opportunity, that revenue opportunity. It's actually, it's a smart equation. I like that. (laughs) What would it take for me to buy myself out of this? Well, if you think about it, I mean, what's uh, actually uh, simplistic business terms, right? You're either building a business or business unit to be sustainable forever or to be sold, right? So it's like, are you going to flip it or are you going to keep it forever, right? Right. And maybe you have another idea coming, but you don't have enough bandwidth available to go help that one grow. So maybe okay. it is time to say, you know what? Maybe I should just sell that off. And because then I can go all in on this other project that we I've been building and, and then bring that into fruition and absolutely. have its own successful messaging out there. So yes, absolutely. But to your point, the muscle, like I love when you're talking about these reps, because I know you're talking about mindset and abundance versus mm-hmm. fixed muscles, stuff like that. You know, abundance is like a muscle. Oh yeah. 
You know, it's like oftentimes when we're building our businesses, we're like, why am I not rolling in the dough right away? Well, because it's probably beneficial to not do that mm-hmm. because you have to really figure out what, what does this business thing look like? Are you truly committed to, to supporting people in this way, whether it's product and service? And how are you handling the money? Entrepreneurship, it's the self-control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a part of that requirement. And so if you roll in the dough, which a lot of us have, the, it's one of my business I did, and I didn't have this self-control, then you make a lot of money and the money comes and goes, right? Guilty. But you're, you're guilty too, right? I, I no problem. I said, I'm, I I tell people all the time, I'm an open book, dude. I, like, I, right? I will tell people all about my mistakes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where the juice is, right? It like, is. And, and again, I sucked at money. My, yeah, yeah. I always knew how to make money. I wasn't good at managing money. Yeah. Right. So that was. Oh, yeah. I, I can to- make it. There's no problem. Yeah, yeah, six, yeah. six figures. I got it. I got that. And then all of a sudden, what was the old term I used? I think it was like money to brains ratio. And he realized like, okay, you needed a few more reps in the brains because you're just, you're just flushing that. Like where, where yeah. it all go? Where it all right, go? Right, 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 right. You ever hear of uh, Dave Ramsey? Yes. yes I yes, love, yes. I started listening to his podcast again just for fun. Cause he just says it how it is. And uh, <laughs> I mean, really says it how it is sometimes. I might have to listen to that podcast. I read his book. So I think Dude, I've read all of his books and his podcast <laughs> okay. is kill. It's basically his radio show, but in podcast form. And okay. it's, awesome like sometimes it also moves me i hear some people struggling and emotionally and he doesn't beat everybody up but sometimes you got like somebody who was like probably where i was years ago and they're like yeah i was like oh dave's gonna beat that one up oh yeah (laughs) here it comes but in a good way he's like he's like he's like i need to hold you accountable he's just like what are you doing like you make enough money and you're doing you have all this debt and like that's not your money so you need, right. to, you need to pay that back and, or, yes. and, and then figure out why are you keep going back into debt? Right. You're overspending. Yeah. It's okay to ground yourself first, right? Tighten totally. the thing up. Have that, have that perfectly sealed, tightened up vessel, that boat, you know, the yacht that's going to float and not sink. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and that's a process, right? It is such a process. Yep. It's a mindset shift. It's a behavior that follows it. It's a commitment and dedication to creating those better habits, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so it's all a process. And so I just like, want to just like, it's all about that muscle yeah. and giving yourself the grace to know that like, when I go to the gym, my first day, I'm not lifting 50 pounds. I'm not doing that. I can lift it. And then I'm not going to want to go to the gym again. Yeah. So or you lift it once. And if you lift it wrong, cause you don't have the form and technique, you could pull and tear something. And now you're not back for months. Cause now you're on the injured <laughs> list. Yeah. It'll set you back. Yep. So just allow ourselves to have that grace and just know every day a, bit, a little stronger. Every day, that's why I tell myself every day a little stronger. I mean, I had to come back with some health issues during the pandemic and all that. And I was in these. I would tell my friends, "Look, if you saw me in the class and you saw the class and you you like we're in totally different places because like like, like like the way that they were moving, they got I was like overweight. I could hardly move. I was just dealing, dealing with so much. But you know what? I was happy because I was there. There you go. That's I the was here. I was in action, you know, and they don't know my story, don't care, but I'm here. They didn't know what it took to, for, to get me here, but I'm here. And I never gave up, you know, now I think I've lost about 65 pounds, Congrats. but I never well done. gave up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a process. It's like, you can't buy your body. You got to earn it. You know, I, <laughs> I love you. I'm loving you're hitting on this as we're coming closer to towards the end of the show, uh, yes. because that is a crucial element is that it's okay. You're going to get knocked down, get back up. Yeah. Uh, knock down again, get back up. And for some mean. people, they do need to go. I mean, when I was years ago, when I had my corporate job, uh, I was making great money, but then I just had so much extra stuff in my brain. I needed to go do something else. I was teaching spinning classes at six o'clock in the morning. Oh, well, that's awesome. So my employees couldn't stand me because I come in in the morning. You're just I, don't, I, don't, I don't even need coffee. Like I just got done like beating the crap out of people for an hour on the bike. And I'm like, all right, guys, let's, let's uh, attack today. And people are like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I've been up since six. Actually, right. er, earlier than that, actually, because I was running that. a class. So yeah, shower up, go right into the office and boom. Yeah. My and team. that's the best thing we could do, like, right? Like whether you're teaching a class, you were teaching a class, but the best yeah. thing we can do is to make time for ourselves yeah. first thing in the morning. Oh yeah. Like, you don't have to go to a class for that. Yes. Right. Correct. But take time out, like take care of yourself because if you're not fueling yourself, there is no overflow to give to other people. Oh, <laughs> Not be the fun girl, the fun guy, you know, no one's going to like you. You're not going to be able to enjoy life. So you have to be selfish 
and take care of yourself first. I, I had, you truly love people around you. You'll love this interesting debate. My friend, she's fallen out of shape in the past six months and she's upset with herself, but she's making great money. So she's playing that game, you know, justifying, yeah, okay. Oh, okay, the sacrifice is worth, I'm like, well, is it? And then I was telling her how, like my new house here, the prior owner had just built a brand new pole barn. Uh, we have like three acres here in the woods. So it's like, that's the new man zone, possibly, yeah. possibly the future fuel studios. Like there's no vehicles in it. Oh, I put, I, I built my CrossFit gym in garage bay one. I've got a bike yeah, shop in garage bay two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not messing around. It's all over Instagram. So, I love it. I love and then it. I, I was like, when I'm out there at seven o'clock in the morning on the rowing machine and then hitting the weights, my phone is on airplane mode. That's right. And she goes, well, that's the difference between me and you. That's why I'm making whatever these dollars versus maybe your dollars. And I'm like, we can have a healthy debate about that. It, that's my time. Yeah. I'm not letting anything distract me during that time. And I was like, no offense. I was like, I've worked with business coaches and professional growth coaches over the years. So I, I now, unfortunately, I know too much. Right. And I know that that is amplifying my success. So Absolutely. It starts there. Yeah. So she and I agreed to disagree. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> out of all of your friendship circles, you know, I'm the epitome of health and fitness. It's always yeah. been a part of everything I've done. It's always been intertwined with everything I've done, like the podcast. Like and that, I was yeah. like, but you're going to try and argue with me on that. I was like, okay, you do you. Absolutely. Give her I grace. Said, I said, listen, I'm here to support you. If you have questions, don't hesitate to ask. I will remind everybody listening to this. I, I'll take this quote from my old, my, my prior client. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Vinny Tortorich. He's the, he was the, he was one of those secret trainers to the stars out in LA. He got everybody ready for the movies. He's now in his sixties now and left LA. He lives down in Virginia here, but he owns a trademark NSNG, no sugar, no grains. Okay, so no his sugar. secret, that's why he finally is out telling everybody and he has a very successful podcast, best-selling book and movies and everything else. He's like, guys, just fix the kitchen. He's like, yes, is exercise important? Yes, it's the fountain of youth. You have to move the body. You have to challenge it, you know, maybe bumping up five pounds here and there on weights, you know. But in mm -hmm. the end, if you did one thing, right, it's the kitchen. Right, it's, it's true. Like you can, you, you cannot yeah. out-exercise a bad diet. diet. That's right. Absolutely like, correct. That's your, and back to your point, right, making time for yourself. If you yes. can't get to the gym, don't feel bad. If, you're, do, if you're doing meditation, yeah, you're dude, hydrating. Yeah. You're cutting all the bad sugars and chemicals out of your life. You're owning the kitchen. Dude, you're so far along than most people. Totally. When you finally get to a fitness class, you're like, oh, that's actually not as hard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think that comes back to business. Yeah. I think we said it earlier in the show. You said it. It's like, stop making it so complicated. Yeah, don't. don't. How do you help people? Because, again, you're playing at six, seven-figure level here. So how do you help people? Back to that pay, back to patience, right? It's okay. We're talking about legacy. We're talking about patience. We're talking about building even bigger, more successful businesses that can actually help employ others and, and benefit right. others, right? How do you slow people down? Well, you know, I mean, slowing down is relative, right? I feel like me being very intentional hmm. is slowing myself Better down. Better clarification. I like that. Yeah, because, um, you know, in the morning, I look at my day and I intentionally create my day before I step into it. So I know how I want my daughter to feel. I know how I want my husband to feel, my clients to feel. I know how I want to feel in the morning, in the midday, in the evening. Nice. And so I create an intentionality and then I step into it. And that really is a game changer for me. So, so it's it allowed me to keep my frequency, be intentional. And it's like life kind of falls into place that way. Mm. When I think things are too fast is when I'm not fully present or grounded, right? Then it's like life is happening to me, not for me. And that could be because I didn't think it through and I didn't have any intentions. Like, oh my gosh, where am I supposed to be now? Where am I supposed to be next? Like, I just feel like I'm running around chasing my tail. I love that. It's a very, very good point, right? Every single step we take, whether it's right or wrong, should be aligned with a core purpose or in your point, yeah. uh, what is the intentions yeah. of the day and everything I'm going to do during that day? Because that's yeah. going to stack into the days to come, the weeks to come, right. the months to come, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I slow it down because it doesn't mean that my life doesn't end up being hectic, but how I'm experiencing life is totally different. Well, yeah, you could actually, yes, you could, you could actually get busier. But yes. If everything right. is and following an intentional process, yes. it should be way less stressful. 
less stressful. And remember my questions are how do I do this with grace and ease? And so that might not be like me, like doing everything I might. Okay. I might need to delegate that Nice, because they're great at it. I can still hang out with my daughter, hang out with my husband while I've delegated this stuff to be done. Or I have my teams, my, some of them are international. Like I can give them the work when I wake up, they're giving me the, the draft grace and ease. I love it. So it's like being able to navigate, knowing that that's possibility. A lot of times people associate a lot of money with a lot of work. And I think you should disassociate that. Mm. Doesn't mean you're still not consistent and every day stronger and being mindful of being a responsible CEO or an entrepreneur that's responsible for your dreams. But at the same time, there is a way that you don't have to work harder to get what you're looking for. But the intentionality, the vision and being in being um, consistent in all that you do. I love it. Great points. Well, we are coming to the end of the show. So I give my guest co-hosts the opportunity to close the show. So you actually already hit on such powerful things. I don't know how you're going to do this because you already kind of nailed it. But um, over the years, I always ask my guest co-hosts to leave behind some final words of the show. And then over the years, it, it kind of grew into what we already talked about. What is a legacy message that you would leave behind for the audience that kind of sums up everything we've talked about today, but maybe where you're going and why you're doing everything you do. Like, how would you sum that up? Like, what is what is a legacy message you want to leave behind for the audience? Well, I think the legacy that I like to leave behind is that, first of all, everyone that's listening, you are so freaking important. And you are a valuable person. And um, whether you have kids or not, you are influential. People are always watching all of us. And part of living rich is embracing all of who you are, the good, the bad, the quirky, your education, your experiences, and really being able to accept yourself and be unapologetic about the gift that you are to this world. From there, you can create so many things. But I feel like sometimes you need to stop and say, you know what, I am awesome and create an awesomeness list for yourself. Create a list for yourself that speaks on like if you're a mom or you're a dad or you're, you graduated or or you were a good friend to somebody, make a list of the things that you're proud of that you've been able to do, no matter how big or small. And when you're faced with something challenging, go back to that list because it will remind you that, look, you are really great in these things. These are the things that you're able to accomplish. And if you can do that, you might not know how this ends up, but give yourself the courage and the space to be awesome again. And so that's what I would say, to be able to embrace all of who you are because you matter that much. That's what it is to live a rich life and then build and create from there. I love that message. Well done. See, I I wasn't worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, Melissa. Well, listen, hang tight. I want to give you proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, Melissa Hughes just rocked the mic. Again, seven years running, love podcasting. I just love the messaging today. Again, her brand, Live Rich, Spread Wealth. It's truly symbolic it does not matter about the dollar signs it there's so much more you got out of today's show go back listen to it again i highly recommend it uh, melissa will have everything you just quoted in the show notes as well uh, so that way it lives on digitally in the print as well so ladies and gentlemen thanks for tuning in to melissa and i remember we're here to fuel your health your business and your lifestyle so thanks for tuning in and remember you too can live the fuel and we'll talk to you guys again soon